Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I'm your host for today's episode, Anthony Canton Third. I am joined by Jake Christie. Jake, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. Excellent, excellent. Jerome Chang, Black Dragon Roll. How are you, sir? I am doing very well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> of course, of course. Wonderful. And uh, we, have our, we have our special guest, a uh, friend of the show, mm -hmm. uh, Mariano from the Count the Dings Network. Mariano, bro, it's a pleasure to have you back on. How are you Always doing? Always a pleasure, man. Always. Excellent, excellent. So what we are talking about tonight is the movie Logan, directed by James Mangold, uh, 2017. Uh, it was interesting going back to... It's been that long? Yeah, I know, right? 2017, you know, that was a wild thing. 2017 was a good year for superhero movies because you had Logan, you had um, Spider-Man Homecoming, you had Thor Ragnarok. It's just like banger after banger. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as Logan is concerned, uh, it's Hugh Jackman's last ride mm -hmm. as uh, Logan, as the Wolverine character. And it was funny to me because watching this movie again, it there was two two things that stuck out to me and then i'll throw it to you guys one it, it it puts into light how badly they screwed up the movies of this character previously <laughs> yeah. and how wolverine had to be a rated r film had to be a rated r film yeah in order to get the full uh the full um, essence of the character uh, Mariano, going back and watching this movie and thinking about this movie when you saw it, mm -hmm. like general impressions, like oh, what, what stood out to you? I think right off the rip, um, the gore, just like oh they doing this, like you know yeah. what I'm saying, like that First opening scene. I was like, um, yes. I mean, cause you, I guess sometimes you watch these movies and you just don't expect them to to do that. It's like it's assumed that oh yeah he killed him or it's assumed he cut his head, whatever. But like yeah. this, I was like. Oh, all right. This is different. Like, you're not even, you know, ten minutes into the joint. Like, that's what stood out right away. Like, I knew what I was getting myself into from that. Yeah, word. Uh, Jerome, how about you? Um, man, it's just echoing the same thing. But like, I was I was thinking about the gore and what happened there, and it reminded me of reading a review for Kill Bill from like way back, where. What, when they talk about that scene where um, the bride is fighting against the crazy eights or crazy eights and, and, uh, and talking specifically about how it was so refreshing for them to see a character actually wield a samurai sword because so often in a movie, a character will have that weapon, but they never really use it in a way that, that like it should be like it should be cutting limbs off. It should be stabbing into a people and that's just how you feel when you think about a person who has adamantium claws. Like, it's it's one of those things where um, it's not even the fact that, like, of course, Hugh Jackman is so iconic when it comes to the character, but, like, it's hard for me to believe, like, how do we integrate this character back into a Disney world after this? Mm -hmm. Because, um, I don't know, like, I just feel like you'll be eliminating its full potential. Like, what if you took the Detroit Piston bad boys and put them in this, like, age right now? Like, you're not Great going person, to yeah. get... Yeah. You, they just won't be able to be their full selves. And I feel like that's what it feels like when it comes to um, this movie. And so while it is the perfect Wolverine movie, it might also kind of ruin the character in some ways for the future. But I trust them regardless, like, whatever they come up with next. 
uh, I'll, I'll make a point on Jerome's point um, in a second, but Jake, you go. I uh, I, my thought that I had was that I love the MCU. I love the MCU more than any other, you know, of these superhero franchises. But the MCU a lot likes to say, like, oh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier is our spy movie, or like Thor Ragnarok is like a wacky comedy. It's like, they're not really, they're all superhero movies that are kind of like that. Like, yeah. Logan mm-hmm. is actually not a, a superhero movie. Like, it's actually not. Like, it's not structured. There's none of the same beats. Like, it's, it's not mm-hmm. a superhero movie. And it really made me, like, it made me kind of feel bad about, like, like, like I said, like, all the other movies are, like, Captain America Lord Soldier is a superhero movie with spy movie elements. Logan doesn't, I guess the thing is that, like, whereas the MCU gets a lot of, like, cool directors and stuff like that, but, like, Logan is what you get when you take a established, well-respected, Oscar-nominated director and actually let him do whatever he wants. Like, James Mangold, after this, made fucking Ford versus Ferrari, which is, like, the most mm. Oscar of Oscar movies. Like, he is a, like, <laughs> real dude. And I think because Fox knew that this was the end of the line for the X-Men, it's like, what? Like, the fact they had nothing might to move, like, your passion might project. as well. Like, it's might the one well. that Hugh Jackman always wanted. Yeah, because, I mean, because James yeah. Mangold also directed The Wolverine, which is a movie I think is underrated. I don't think he's nearly, nearly, it's nearly as good terrible. as this. But it's, it's like not bad. It's not bad. It often gets lumped in. It gets lumped in with like, people always say like, oh, the two Civil Wolverine movies before Logan. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> X-Men Origins Wolverine's poor, but like the Wolverine's not bad. But yeah. yeah he, right. like, so he clearly liked the character and he clearly was limited with what he could do with the Wolverine. But then with Logan, like they just sort of like let him off the chain and it's like, oh, this is what you could do if you just if you actually gave Ryan Coogler all the keys to the car for Black Panther. Right, exactly. Um, the point the point that uh, Jerome made earlier about like the Wolverine character, it's funny because before this movie came out, I was thinking to myself, man, they this character feels a little bit exhausted. And I think in the way that, and I think it isn't necessary. it isn't Hugh Jackman's fault. It isn't really um, the character's fault necessarily. I just felt like, those X-Men movies, all of them kind of just presented him as front and center all the time when um, in reality the X-Men are kind of like really diverse in in the characters that they watch uh, the X-Men, together you would never have thought that uh, Cyclops was the leader of that group. Oh my gosh, what they did to Cyclops in the movie. Killed off screen. It's what James, well, yeah, Killed Off Screen's bad director by Brett Ratner, but it's mm-hmm. what James Marsden just not being as good of an actor as Hugh Jackman or Patrick Stewart. That's why he's not in front center. Yeah. Sure, sure, like, because like, sure. like, in the first one, they clearly <laughs> wanted to make him front center. Like, he's just but not. Essentially, like, that. Hugh Jackman yeah. as Wolverine is what Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique became in the next set yeah. of trilogies. Yeah. Like, she, they blew yeah. up, and then what, suddenly they but, just no, but the, No, but actually, the difference is, though, that Jennifer Lawrence blew up with other stuff. I think Fair. Hugh Jackman was the set, I think, Brian Singer, I think, related a lot to Wolverine as a character. And so that's why they, they kind of start the movie with Wolverine and Raven, because those are the characters that I think he related to the most. Because they're the characters where, obviously, the original X-Men trilogy, the metaphor of, between mutants and sexuality is very odd in those. I think that those characters are the ones that, like, exemplified the most. And so since he was the way in, I think he had a lot of time in the first one, and people loved him so much in the first one. Because it's not like Hugh Jackman was like, Van Helsing wasn't a hit. It's not like he was doing other stuff that was really big. Yeah. Like, he really didn't have any huge hits right. outside of <laughs> X-Men until uh, The Prestige, which is after The Last Stand. So, I think yeah. it really it, just, I like, mean, oh, yeah, no, no, it's, it's a more reasonable thing because Wolverine is a big character on its own. But it is kind of like, yeah. there is an obvious choice to make yeah. Wolverine more important than maybe mm-hmm. the character should be overall. Or at least at the expense of other characters. Yeah, I, I've always wished that um, Cyclops was like, 
actually good in the movie so I can have a good reason to hate him. I don't I don't like him. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, I, but I always wish that he was better. So I could like, I, I wanted the yeah. Cyclops that like annoyed the fuck out of me. And yeah, series, like I wanted, you know? yeah, I, I wanted to feel something other than like, yeah, he's just not uh, good. I don't care. Yeah, Mar- this is you can't there. trust a yeah. man who can't look in the eyes. You can't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> it's fu- it's funny though because it, it it begs a question, and I think um I think the MCU will do uh, a good job in answering this down the road. Um, where they don't make Wolverine like the front and center character. And, you yeah. know, hopefully they kind of ease him in, uh, whoever they choose to play him next. That aspect is uh, is pretty interesting. That's going to um, be tough. That's gonna, not, not tough, but it's like when you when you got somebody like Hugh Jackman where it's like, this is, yeah. this is him. Yeah. This is his role. Like, it's not like Batman where it's like you got your favorite Batmans, but it's been so many that a, a new dude playing Batman is not like, it's not blasphemous. It's, it's like, not gonna and, yeah. and I think that it's yeah. different from something even like, not that they ever recast this, but like, I think when people talk about like the most iconic superhero actors with roles, like obviously Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark comes up immediately. Yeah, yeah. The difference mm-hmm. is Robert Downey Jr. had a, you know, 20 year career before Tony Stark. Hugh Jackman was nobody. In fact, you know, you know that he wasn't really supposed to play Wolverine. You guys know about this? So he was not originally cast as Wolverine. They'd cast someone else. That mm-hmm. have any of you guys ever seen the movie Mission Impossible Two? Anyone? Yes. Yeah. The oh, bad Australian guy? guy in that Do Gray style. Wait, what? He right, was right, supposed right. to listen, listen, listen. He was Damn. supposed to play Wolverine, but Mission mm-hmm. Impossible Two went over schedule, so he had to drop out. That's the I mean, look wise, it works. Is supposed is Wolverine. Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. was nobody, and yeah, yeah. freaking Do Gray Scott is just a guy whose name I giggle at now because Do Gray is funny. And he could have <laughs> been Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, well, I, to the point, I yeah, I think it's really just a credit to how good Hugh Jackman is with the character. Yeah. But I think because they're taking their time anyway with integrating X-Men, it may be weird for us, but I think it won't be weird because there will be enough separation at yeah. that point that, like, the real audience that's intended to in terms of, like, teenagers and younger, like, I think they'll actually receive it well because... Yeah, Logan came out in 2017, but when you think about original trilogy X-Men, where this character kind of came about, like, they're really old. Yeah, like, some, 06 like, was The Last like, Stand, 2014 right? was uh, so, Days of Future Past. Yeah. Like, your audience that's probably watching Marvel movies in the next five years, like, might not have even been born when... True. Yeah. yeah. True, that's a very fair point. Um, it's funny, I, Mari, I thought of you watching this movie mm-hmm. in this particular way, uh, being a dad. And there were a couple oh, of scenes, um, particularly right after the uh, right right after Professor X gets killed by X twenty four, and there he what you call it, Logan wakes up in the hospital and then he walks out and then they get in the car and then and then he realizes that uh, Laura could talk yeah and he <laughs> yeah. he goes on this riff and it's acted so well. Um, wh- what did you think of the what did you think of the the wash dad? In uh, in Logan, as far as that was concerned, because it was because for me, it's funny because he took like five or six naps in the movie, like six mm-hmm. like long naps, and I was just like, yeah, that kind of fits the mold. I, I Listen, really appreciated man. that aspect of it. Him getting five or six naps, I thought was a little exaggerated because there's no way you getting that many naps <laughs> around your kids. Like that's the only part of the movie I mm. thought was a little um, nah, but. Like that's my favorite part. That's my favorite element of the, of the movie. It's just like that interaction where it's like the moment where he realized, like, "Fuck!" Like she, like this is my daughter. Like, uh, like now yeah. I gotta actually be like good. 
Like I gotta actually be, you know what I'm saying? Um, but like it reminded me, like you said, that that moment where it's like he realized she could, like she could talk. Um, we got when, when baby girl. We took baby girl back to the room, uh, you know, and I thought she was about to be asleep. She, you know, she sleep whatever. A couple minutes, closed my eyes for like ten seconds. I looked up, her eyes was open, and I was like, "Man, we got a we got a real baby. Like we really got a baby now. Like it's it's wild. Like that's so when you bought that scene up, that's that's immediately what it made me think about. Yeah. <laughs> I know you had those moments. Listen, it, it, it's it's funny. Like you mentioned, your your daughter waking up. That happens with Josiah too. I'll put him down. He'll be he you he'll do that fake sleep where the mm-hmm. eyes are closed, but they're not really closed. And then you'll turn for one second, then all of a sudden yeah. he pop up. He almost Boy. does a, the, the the Shawn Michaels kip up. Uh, oh, <laughs> you know, all, of a sudden, all of a sudden gets up and stuff. So imagine um, Logan doing this with a fully, not even like fully grown, like, but she's a kid. Like this is a this is a kid. Like she's doing a lot. And he's yeah. like, damn, like she can talk so, too. Like <laughs> yeah, for real. Like for real. So so um so Jake, in a different aspect, um Logan playing the really washed. Um, superhero who clearly the healing factor isn't the same. Clearly he's a, he's broken down and stuff like that. But what did you think of how Hugh Jackman played him? Because I just thought that was one of the one of yeah. the best parts of the movie. It really it, you feel his pain in a way that is like painful to you. Like there's a lot of times where you watch a movie where someone is hurt and like you watch them being hurt because that's like they're playing it up so much. Mm-hmm. You're like yelling, ah, rah, rah. like he just every <laughs> movement he does, you feel it's a little painful. Like he never has to express that much. It's just right. like the way he moves, you are like hurting because like you expect him to be fast. Like ah, uh, like I don't know. I think it just it's such a um. There's so much manner to it, and I think it's something you only could do if you're an actor who's been playing a part for 17 years because he doesn't have to worry about the other shit like he knows who logan is in his yeah. spirit you know what i mean he had the other acting shit down because a lot of times if an actor needs to like play a guy who's like hurt they you know do it very obviously because they have to do that and play the character but like the character comes second nature that's a good point Spend all of his time like <laughs> i'm gonna feel this guy's pain because i've been mm-hmm. with this guy forever and like that's why i think it's so compelling because as a western it's a very classic western element to have like the old gunslinger who's broken mm-hmm. down who's you know mm-hmm. barely making from town to town but like this is the case where we saw the young gunslinger we've seen the gunslinger the whole time yeah. we, we we did this isn't us meeting this new guy who's old he's a guy that we've seen before and now it just it just you have all that history it's like an enriched text where yeah. It is a standalone Western, even if you don't know the context. But if you do know the context, it's like, wow, it, look at how mighty the how, how, look how the mighty have fallen. Look at how much yeah. pain this guy who used yeah. to just like rip people to shreds in cages in Canada. Yeah, it, it felt like it was over the whole movie. Like it, yeah. like it felt yes. like from from yes. start to finish, it felt like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is it. Like and then at like just like Jake said to his point, as it went on, you could just mm-hmm. see him. He didn't have to make a noise or keep you know exaggerating. It was just like, yeah, this is it. It's he ain't, he ain't gonna make it like yeah there's yeah the the finality to it was um was very telling uh jerome anything stood out to you in particular about the jackman's performance or well i mean like we're just anything so of the, the like of the last jackman but we got like every version of wolverine because he also plays x24 right. and then like right. for two like so it's one of those things where you and it, it actually kind of works out because 
Um, we talked about the rated R part, and like one thing that's so iconic for the character of Wolverine is his berserker rage, and you get yeah. it a little bit of it in that scene in X Two X Men United when he's uh, in the mansion protecting everyone. Yeah, but like you don't get it like this. But right. then you kind of feel cheated at the beginning because even though he's doing it, he's still broken down. But then suddenly, like X Twenty Four shows up, and then for like two times over, we basically get the repeat. Of like the old Jordan, young Jordan Gatorade commercial, except they're yeah. fucking each other up. <laughs> and so it's so it's actually like it's amazing that you get all these different versions of Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine in this. And I don't know, it's it's like it's really underrated. Like I I think about Logan in the same vein of like the Dark Knight trilogy. Like it may not be Dark Knight, but I think it's at least as good as Begins or it's up, it's up Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. It's up there. It's definitely and better. It's better than uh, Rises. Although I love Rises, but that's a personal Rises is but very good. That's but, a personal yeah. it's no, I, no, it's I, not, right. no, 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 no. It's not good. I like it a lot. It's not good. <laughs> but, but and then on top of it, like I think the point I wanted to make more is just that um but at the same time, like I don't know that Christian Bale has as at any point a, as good a performance as batman no, as hugh all. jackman does as logan here yeah not no at all. that's an all-timer that's an all-timer and it's funny that you mentioned x24 because i i think to myself so this movie was good and then it goes up another level when x24 shows Jeez. up because it's like it, it kind of throws up. i remember when, being when in happens? the theater i remember being in the theater and charles is on the bed and he's talking and whatever and then you s- then you see the clause and it's like yo what is happening from laura screams to Bro. To them, them uh, country dudes showing up and X twenty four just laying waste. That to them. poor, you know, like that poor family. Like it's all oh, it's got to be hard oh. enough. Honestly, it's not. It's got to be hard enough being a black, far- the only black farmers in Oklahoma. Listen. He couldn't just let his soul glow, and <laughs> he got murdered. But also, I mean, I'm talking about like a, you know, everyone's like it's it is so cheesy to compare Logan to a mm-hmm. western, but it is the most classic western thing in the world where well, everyone you, with the whole that you, run, you you go from you know person to person, and you they keep up getting hurt because you like that's such a yeah. classic western element, and like that's the tragedy of Wolverine because that's what happens with him even before this movie. That's the whole thing about Wolverine: the people he loves get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I just keep thinking back to I just keep thinking back to that scene and it's like it's like you said, happiness is kind of always taken away from him. Um, to the point where the way that he sells Charles's death after the fact I thought was yeah. just yeah. where he just tries to get the words out but he can't as that he's shit, burying man, him. It, it hurt to watch him fight X twenty four too. Like it was like Yo, I'm watching it, yeah. like man, just fast forward. Come on, man, like somebody I, up there. A lot of this, a lot forward, of no, it's happening. I can't take it. It's yeah, like so... and I couldn't look away because we, you know, we in the theater. Well, I'm just like, oh my god, like, come it's, on. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's, 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 pretty, it's it's pretty amazing. It's nice because like I I, made the, I said that thing earlier where um, he finally gets to use his weapons the way they're intended to be used. But at the same time, I really don't want to watch that. Like, it's so The worst bit is the, the first guy he kills in the hotel room when Charles is having a seizure, when he just opens up his That's claws it. on the guy's head. And he's like, yeah. ah, ah, like oh, Slow motion. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, uh, Jerome, I'll continue with you here. Mm. Um were there any other characters that like really stood out to you? Obviously, Laura's in there. I thought Professor X's uh, Patrick Stewart was really good in this uh, in this movie. 
right. playing like a broken down pro, uh, Professor X. Um, anybody, anybody stand out to you in particular? So, like, I actually kind of want to jump into Professor X because yeah. um, this is the first time watching Logan after kind of getting a lot of the new trilogy of the X-Men series where like there's First Class and what dark phoenix and like all those right quadrilogy but yeah sure quadrilogy thank you yeah and so um we we did we covered dark phoenix yes, and we did. a big part of that which actually was kind of a bonus or at least a good part of showing more of the x-men characters was showing that professor x kind of sucks mm-hmm. like he actually is a detriment to his own team and it really made me look at this character in this movie quite a bit differently because really the reason why, like we talked about this whole thing, like all the good people in Logan's life dies, but he's not responsible for the X-Men being right. dead. Right. Right. Like right. the fact that it's Professor X with all his power and also just how brilliantly it kind of li- links back to the original trilogy. Like um, it reminds me a little bit of how, so there's the Rocky series, right? Yeah. And then everything goes to Rocky four and they make Rocky five. And then like Sylvester Stallone basically says, like, I rather forget that Rocky five happens and makes Rocky (laughs) six, which is like Rocky Balboa, which is a pretty good movie. I'd say, but it's supposed to be kind of like in his way, the logical next step of it. And it's almost like how I like to treat Logan here relative to basically after X two X-Men United and forget like last stand happened and all like, we can the Wolverine. I agree. Is also it's pretty good. It's I think first class bad. is also very good, but it's hard to get. But like, for, but again, like first yeah. class happens like so far before. Like mm-hmm. I'm kind of treating Logan as part of like sure. the original set. Yeah, 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 I agree. So, um, yeah, it just happens then. Like, uh, like Professor X's power, you already see a hint of it when he's basically used it as, as that same weapon in X Two X Men United. Yeah, and then you realize like for all those like it like it used to be used kind of as a parlor trick like i'll freeze this one person i'll freeze this one person but this guy kills people like he now i have a question a full i didn't take that amazing. to mean when they said it's in westchester i didn't take that to mean it took place at the school because they said 600 people were affected mm. and i don't mm-hmm. think there's 600 people in the school as well right. i don't know okay i on. mean it could be one of those things was, because like remember with the power of so like a, yeah, they didn't I, specify if he was using cerebro was because if you're using cerebro you could yeah. affect a lot i was more specifically people. thinking on this is personal experience because there's a mall in westchester that i went to once to see the movie straight out of compton so i was assuming <laughs> it was there um i only was again only been there once straight out, it was a good movie i, I great great mm-hmm. but uh i was thinking i was glad i wasn't there but i don't know that's just personal, for some reason I was. I looked up actually in the movie when you were talking. I'm like, they mentioned it was in a mall, right? It's like, nope, that's just my mind one because I've been there before. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No. No. Well, I, I think I think I I treat it more just because like Professor yeah. is supposed to be so powerful in the comics. So I think oh, that's for sure. just, like yeah, a reference yeah. to that. And yeah. So, right. Yeah. Um. And then also like they allude to it throughout this movie, like that he he has to stay in this bunker and he has to be locked up and he has to be um sedated to do it. And yeah. uh, it's really an interesting take on the character because he's losing his mind and we don't really get to face a character in that way that is so out of control of their immense power. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was such an interesting touch on top of the fact, like similarly to the way Hugh Jackman got to play this character so differently, um, man, Patrick Stewart is just killer in this. Like yeah. so yeah. good Great performance. Yeah. yeah, Great performance, no doubt. How about you, Mariana? 
my favorite character, believe it or not, in this movie other than Logan was Donald Pierce. Um, mm. And this fine. is what I mean. This is what I mean when I talk about like, you know, uh, a villain or a bad guy, or just like somebody who I don't necessarily like, mm-hmm. but I, but but this but it's a reason. Like I don't like him because of his 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 position, like not the role that he's playing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But he was great. Like that's a guy who, when you don't get along with him, it's like mm, I fit. Like I fit. I felt something. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt something. He was. Visceral. I don't know. He had some type of charm. Like a, he was, a, he's very typical character, but he plays yeah. it so well. Because like there's yeah. a classic character, like the charming southern evil guy. Like yeah. Goggins has played it a million times, but like mm-hmm. he's so good at it. Where it's like, yeah, you, he, there's a magnetism where like you get, you never ask why all these mercenaries and like federales will die for this guy. Because like no right. shit they would. Look at him. <laughs> like yeah. right. Yeah. And it's like well, like also it. that part where he has like that um, when he first interacts with Logan, and he's just like, "By the way, big fan." Like just wow. stuff right. like that. <laughs> right. See, stuff right. stuff like that is like, how could you hate this? Like, mm-hmm. how could you hate that part right there? Like, he's trying to kill like, a child, like, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, what an asshole. <laughs> okay. man. No, I actually really like. I really like uh, Doctor Rice, his boss. Not because uh-huh. he's cool, but for the exact opposite reason. Because I think that this movie. Because it's directed by James Mangold and not He's perfect evil scientist, dude. Not some stooge. <laughs> but the thing is, I think the thing that's important to keep in mind though is that they make a very good point, I think, of not making him <laughs> evil scientist. Like yeah. he is just a fucking empty suit who is like, No, I'm a scientist and I think what's best for the world is X. It makes him and, more terrifying. And like he's yeah. not, you know, There's maniacal. No humanity in him. He's he's just a guy with no conscience. And I think Richard E. Grant is like one of the most underrated actors alive. I think the fact that he had like three seconds of screen time in The Rise of Skywalker is one of the many, many, many reasons that movie's not good. But like, mm-hmm. just the bit where he's talking to Logan and he's like, and Logan's like, I think your dad was the one that put this in me. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, I think I killed him for it. <laughs> yes, I think you did. It's so funny. <laughs> like that is like, and that's all performance because that's not funny on the page. It's just like, this guy, he's spineless in a way that's like not exclusively played for laughs because like i don't know i think that what it's trying to say is like the people who do horrible shit in the world are actually more like that guy i think the funny thing is the pe- the bad guys in real life are much more like the doctor than they are like pierce right it's right. not like pierce bad guys are like yeah. the doctor who's like no, no no we're doing what's best in the world we're gonna make mutants da, 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 da. like yeah. that's or like the, the scene where he's telling uh what's her face um gabrielle i think don't throw them birthday parties right. is honestly like touch. like that's yeah. such a and like the way it's shot like how it's like through a door it's like don't film Halloween parties They're, these are not children these are experiments like mm-hmm. it's so perfectly done and I think that you get all of it you get why this is the worst thing in the world so easy yeah. from it in the same way that you're charmed by Pierce you're repulsed by Xander Rice yeah you Xander. need that like you need that dynamic I think in the you know you if, if it would have just been Pierce you know then it's like it's not really Mm-hmm. You don't even have a moment, I guess, to like appreciate him. You know what I'm saying? Without that balance of somebody else that's just cold and to the point, just like, nah, we ain't, I'm not dressing none of this up. I ain't doing none of this cute shit. And I, no, about, right. I think now we have to talk about Laura, though, at some point. Of I think yeah. is, I'm someone yeah. who hates children performers in movies almost across the board. And I think that Daphne Keene is unbelievable in this movie. Yeah. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. Yeah. Ridiculous. She's fucking speaking her not native language. Actually, I think she's part Spanish, but I don't think she speaks Spanish natively. And okay. It's like just killing it. Oh my! Her God. nonverbals um, throughout the first two thirds of the movie yeah. are pretty excellent. Um, 
from the time she has she's eaten the cereal before they all show up um to to come get them um just when she's holding the head and oh. just like and because and because she's so <laughs> tiny that like even though she just ripped this like she just cut this guy's head off she struggles to toss it out to them like, yeah. because she's so tiny and, and after all that commotion you don't expect this to come out like after everything yeah. you just heard go down in there this is what comes out of all of that is is her with like wow that whole scene is crazy because like she goes at them and you think like okay this is like she's nuts and then lo and behold she like you start seeing claws coming out of her feet and you're yeah. like this is going the like, thing I was like is, yo <laughs> i think the thing though that's great about that scene though when the mm-hmm. when you just hear it is that it's a movie you know it's gonna end up with her winning because like it's a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't expect it to end with her with a fucking head under her arms, though. Right. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Because right. like, the thing is, that's why it's such a smart movie because it knows that it's not gonna surprise you. You fucking know that this is actually a mutant. You know she's actually gonna kill them all. You don't expect her to with a fucking head under and, her arm. And it, like a really nice element to selling the character is actually when you see when it cuts to Logan and he has just this what the. Fuck look on yeah. his face. <laughs> yeah. Like when he has that look and he's seen everything. Right. Like, oh, it's such a great scene. Yeah, yeah man. It's yeah, you know, go ahead, Mari. Nah, the, but um the to, to Jake's point about like you you like you know what's gonna happen. And a lot of times that's what separates like great movies from like not so good movies. You know what's gonna happen, but it's like how how is it gonna happen this yes. time? Let me see. Exactly. And they did a good job of doing it where it's like, okay, she's gonna win, obviously, but is you know how's it gonna look? So, I, exactly. so like you said, to see her, for that to be the end of it is like, oh okay. And how calm she is, because it's not yeah. like she's like crying or like yeah. oh, oh, super rageful. She just wanted to say, what the fuck is that on her? Oh no, it's a head, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I mean like we're, we're talking about gore, and honestly, the most jarring stuff is seeing all these children just massacre grown adults. Yes, like, the way that they, they the way they got shit. pierced out of there. Woo. Yeah, man, Woo, buddy, that I'm was like enough at the paint. I mean, <laughs> well, like I think my favorite, um, like kid attack outside of Laura is the girl who freezes the guy's yes. arm as he's grabbing yeah. her and snaps it. And the and best it, thing though is when it snaps, like it's like you meat chunks, as opposed to like because <laughs> normally in an X Men movie, if they did that, it would all be ice. But it's like no, if you froze someone's arm and broke it, it would still be red and bloody and gross, like frozen yeah. meat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like in Days of Future Bobby Past when the Sentinels killed Iceman. Yeah. yeah. Man. They just saw he was like regular, like he, they, they, they ripped ice. him apart like he was ice cubes. Yeah. Like, no, they're not he, ice. It's frozen ice meat cubes, cubes baby. No, I know. Put some turkey in the freezer. That's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So basically we're talking about uh, talking about favorite moments. Um, I, I'll just go and say that I, I'll go with that X-24 showing up scene because I think it was the one thing that just surprised me and just yeah. kind of like made the film. How many times do you get a shot in the comic book film? It's not many, not many. That was no, legitimately that surprising. Me. I didn't see it coming. I yeah. was just like, "Whoa!" And you, you, you kind of feel like the 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 thrill of the thrill of the moment. And then I thought Laura screaming as he's carrying her carrying her out. Uh, I thought it was he, a dream when he first. When he yes. walked in and, yes. you know, I'm thinking like, in my head, I was like, oh, this is the part of the movie where they show some dream that Professor right, is having right. and he thinks something. And so when, when when the shit just didn't stop, I was like, oh, this, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah once again, another example of like, this is what you get when you have an actual director making a movie. Like, because right. if, if, if Marvel, like, unfortunately, I love Marvel. If Marvel makes that movie, 
there's studio people being like, no, we can't kill this character for this and this and this reason. But when yeah. you just give it to anyone, it's like, no, yeah, we can kill him right there. Why not? We want him. Well, that, I mean, I think that's yeah. kind of also the benefit of uh, no, it was the last one. point about yeah. um, these characters being at the end of the run mm-hmm. and having so much run before it. Like, it was at a point where I think even a studio is willing to let this go. Yeah. Oh, and I, sure, yeah. yeah, it feeds yeah. into the stakes. It feeds into the stakes of it. And I know people always talk about, oh, well, why are we having conversations about stakes? Stakes do matter when you have that much backstory previously and you yeah, kind of build up to a point. Snap back. And it, yeah, and it pays <laughs> off. And it pays off perfectly. Um, yeah, there's just so much in that scene. I've, I think about um, as X-24 is carrying Laura out and the way Logan looks at him like, what is happening? And then he's yelling, Charles, 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 and yeah. goes up goes up the stairs and it's just so it it, like there was so much going on but it was just so well done at the same time so uh that that was uh that was mine uh do you guys have any different ones that that, like stand out to you i think my favorite bit is the bit from uh the um laura showing up at uh the mexican camp to them getting by the train is fucking that's a great yeah it's unbelievable for like 20 minutes of some just unbelievable shit especially also i love there's something i love more in a movie when you see something and you know a fucking train coming in the distance is so unbelievable because you're like they need to get around this train how are they gonna do it the whole thing is that you know it's like a time there's a timer it's like there are 30 seconds of this train comes by they need to get that car to that train somehow how are they gonna do it and the way that they like it's time that you always have an idea spatially of where the train is, how much more time they have. What and like that's why I think that the acting scenes work so well is because there's never a time where you don't know where everyone, everything, every element is. And you can follow it always. And that acting scene, there's a million cars, a million people, but you know where Logan, Laura, and Charles are. You know where the train is, you know where yeah. Pierce is, and everything and like the cars you generally but like you know where they are at all times. So you can follow. You know the six are like, oh shit, they need to get by this train because Pierce is here. And I think that that is so well done. Mm-hmm. And it's so not, it's chaotic, but it's like not hard to follow in a way that's like, I rewatched it last night. It's like, this is action. Like this is action movie making right. yeah. at yeah, its yeah. best. Yeah, yeah I, well I mean like to both of your um, scenes, like I think those are probably the two that uh, stick out for me uh, the most. But like, it's just, there's, I just remember, and I think Marty was talking a little bit about it too, there's just something so unnerving about this movie throughout that um, even though you know there's like another hour of runtime or whatever, like you just feel like constantly this is the end for Logan. Like at yeah. every given moment, like he is not getting out of this because also I think as a character, like Wolverine is not a character that... Um, that can outsmart people that will get himself out of it. Like he just cuts <laughs> yeah. himself out of it. But right. we've taken that away from him. He can't heal the way he can heal. He can barely get his claws out, you know? Mm-hmm. Get roaming. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like you just keep on going through all of these things and you're just like, how the fuck is he getting out? And then like we get what like about halfway through the movie and then that's when x24 decides to show up on top of everything like yeah. it just it's ridiculous and um everything is just edge of your seat uh and and it, and then ends anyway with logan actually dying and getting killed um yeah. which is insane and graphic <laughs> just 
painful yeah. to watch. Man, that's uh, dope. I was. I, j- I just want to note something about his death scene, uh, which I saw just like in uh, in a thing on YouTube, but it's interesting how it does come full circle because they predict Logan's death in Wolverine, right? Uh, I forgot the character's name, but she tells him like, you will die with your heart in your hand. And it's actually interpreted in a way because lore is his heart. Mm-hmm. Like that's right. such a poetic way to show it because like you expect it to be like he for as gory as it is you wouldn't be surprised if he's just sitting there the thing i noticed too is that you know what his last line is i have been i pulled up in front of me where he Mm -hmm. says um oh wait do i have it in front of me uh yes (laughs) so he says uh you know he's crying and he says so this is what it feels like which Mm. i feel like i related a lot to the very cheesy line before the Terminator dies in Terminator 2, where he says, I now know why you cry. I feel like that's very similar, where it's like a person Mm -hmm. who's like a machine their whole life. Like, oh, I finally get why. I'm a sucker for those kind of lines. I know. Where someone's like hard, it's like, because it's like, you know, we know. Like, I mean, I have no facade. I'm a big crier. But I feel like a Uh lot of us, you know, none of us here, none of us are steely-eyed. You know, all of us have cried movies before. When you see someone who's strong, break down, it's like, man, that's heavy. Shit, yeah, shit. Shit. I don't it's know. Logan's, Logan's last like, line might have been might have been my first line when I probably lost my virginity or something. I think <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> um. That that line is so great too because it's it's that, but it's also the first time he actually feels death. Right. Like yeah. he was he's unkillable. Yeah. Right. I think it, I, I like that it's un, I like that it's ambiguous. Like I, yes, think, that, I think it's supposed sure. to be because I think on the surface the death thing's easy. But I think it's like, oh, it's both though. Like he mm-hmm. simultaneously learned, hey, poetry right here. He simultaneously mm-hmm. learned what it's like to yeah. die, but also what it's like to live. Right. Right. There. Hey. There it is. Hey. The, Mari, any 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 particular scenes um, besides the ones we just mentioned, or just anything that you want to expound upon um, um, in the movie that stand out to you? I, I'll tell you one thing that I always take away from this movie is that, as much as I love Logan and just Wolverine overall, um, I think I would have been disappointed had he not died. Yes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yes, because, because the whole movie, you know, naturally you root for him to just survive and overcome everything because, like, you like this character. He's the, you know, he's the guy. Like, you know, this is the main yeah. guy. <clears throat> but I think if had that movie ended differently, he's, you know, he he lasted and everything. It, I don't think I would have maybe enjoyed them. it as much. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good yeah. point that you bring that up, Mariano, because if you think about the original source material of Old Man Logan, he doesn't die. Yeah. He, he, this is the beginning of his journey as another, like as Old Man Logan, like that's how that story yeah. ends. Right. So the fact that this really gives him a proper ending and also just the fact in all of these things, um, like Batman doesn't even die. He faked yeah. us. Right. Yeah, he faked right. Us, right. Right. And then he goes for a macchiato somewhere else. Like, it's just, <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, I would go for a macchiato with Anne Hathaway if I could. I'd do anything. Fair enough. Oh, man, listen. Yeah. Oof. I know yeah, you're for know, sure. Mari. We we could do a we could probably get a, do a solid twenty on Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. I'm just Man. I'm a big fan. I think very underrated. <laughs> uh, very, like no, both like jokey, but not. I think she's very good at it. I oh, yeah. yeah, she was really good at it. Yeah, she was um, very and good. And I thought it was yeah. really great that uh, Batman let her uh, ride his motorcycle because those were really great scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. I agree. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's it. funny because there was one thing that I had to make sure that I mentioned um, about this movie. I, I love the MCU, obviously, this this podcast and everything. Uh, yeah. Pretty clearly. I hope so. <laughs> but 
But I have to say, it was refreshing to watch a movie that did not have very, I don't think it had any CGI in it. Very oh, little it, to no uh, if at all. Uh, yeah. It's not like, a lot. It depends what you mean by CGI. It depends what you mean by CGI. There's a no, lot I'm talking of CGI about, I'm, in it. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the, like, the sat, like, it, it, the, the sets saturated. were CGI. None of yeah. the sets were CGI is the big Right. Yeah. But, like, yeah. there obviously is a ton of, I think the thing is, there's, there, well, well, there was actually one scene where he very much recognized CGI. I think the bit where he's being lifted up, those rocks, that rock formation in North Dakota is horrible CGI. Mm. But, um... Like, a lot of, like, the claw stuff is CGI. Obviously, all of uh, the metal arms are all CGI. And so I'm not saying right. that, I'm not saying it wrong, but, like, I agree, no, I agree with what you mean. I think that it was, ref- that, like, yeah, the, basically the was the refreshing. MCU, the thing the MCU overuses, in my opinion, is CGI sets. I think, right. that, and, like, I don't know if there's a single blue screen used in this movie, except for, like, the one scene I was just talking about. Like, it's all, even if they're CGI, it's all, like, a CGI arm or CGI claw, which is much... It's not like we're taking people and pasting them into a setting. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, like that. That was like the one thing I was thinking about as I watched. It's like it's funny because when I watch MCU movies, it's almost like now that I, now I look out for it. Like especially which ones are like really really heavy on it, and it's nice. It was refreshing to get like kind of like a, a little bit of an old school. Uh, old school type of feel to it so it kind of just it was it felt good and like you know like me as like a the old soul here um it kind of it kind of fit with the song of the day um i i will add one more scene just because like we talked about like all these different ones when logan gets his one dose of whatever that serum is Mm. and gets to do his like jordan wizards 51 point game for like one game only yeah yeah it is a ridiculous scene just yeah, because it um it, it like it actually reminds me because he has a similar scene in x-men last stand because he's like in forest and he's doing all that stuff mm-hmm. but because yeah. it's not supposed to be rated r like it's like they just do all those like tricks to make it make him still be able to do all kinds of things like he he's fighting a person who can regrow their limbs so he can cut off the limbs nonstop. But yeah. like in this one, it's just sick. And just seeing him get jacked up and then like go through everyone and then go into that like plunging uh, dive yeah. across mm-hmm. and then have this really cool moment because like you get really excited that he's back and then it goes away almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that last scene was brutal. The death scene was very brutal. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, it was tough, man. It's like, will you see, like, will you see when you heroes cry like that? And it's yeah. like, you're not dead enough. Let me lift you up and then impale you on a tree as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the I think that was the part for me where it was like, all right, cool. Like, okay, it's over now. <laughs> then it's like, it's over. Like, leave him alone. <laughs> right? like, no, like, damn. stop. Good. Yeah. Just let him sit there, yeah. like, lie there and die. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. one, of the, one of the things that I was thinking of also, um, would say for instance if they had done uh an x23 spinoff with uh the laura character would you guys have been interested in that or were you cool with it just ending like right here finality really, done done the way that you um sit, find logan so refreshing i also find it refreshing that it doesn't try mm-hmm. to exist in a larger universe yeah. mm-hmm. Also, like, I I would, it's such a good movie to be yeah. on its own as its own story it's one of those things that like i think um dc movies 
to some degree might do well in that they kind of start treating their movies as like individual graphic novels that don't now, have they, to. Well, I was going to say, they do that because places. they tried to do the other thing and it didn't work. But yes. Sure. It's true. You see those moments and then... Mari, Mari looks like you want to say something. Mari, you look like you want to say something about DC. What yeah, happened? No, I'm... Well, I don't, I don't have anything to say about DC. Really, I, there's nothing to say um, except that uh, um, Wonder Woman was great. It, it, it's yeah. Wonder Woman's great. I, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I think Aquaman, like it slaps. I still haven't seen Aquaman. Like it kind of slaps a little bit. Like it's <laughs> not it like great, kind of but like Aquaman Wonder has its moments. Aquaman is such a nerdy movie. Like yeah. it's like the way once I heard it described in a podcast once is it's the only movie that ever is like, you know, like when you watch a movie and you have like a bunch of million questions about the universe. Aquaman's like, well, we're going to stop and answer every single one of your questions. This is how we do this, then we do this, then we do this. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I think uh, to answer your question, AC, I would not want to see, like, sure, you can take the X-23 character and put it in something else, but I don't want it to be connected yeah. to this. Okay. Like, yeah. the X-23, I understand it's a really important character, and it, like, sure, create stories out of it, like, put it mm-hmm. inside Disney, do all those sorts of things. Yeah, but, yeah. Like the finality of this. Yeah. Otherwise, it will just diminishes it. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I also don't like the idea of picking up in, like, the universe this movie takes place in, like the world. This world I want to be in for one movie. I don't want to be in the world that, like, this thing about like mutants didn't exist for like fifteen years and and we're in a lab. Like, that's a very different world than just the regular X Men. Mm -hmm. That I don't know if. Is going to be as like f- fertile for because so, so so much that's interesting to me about X Men is that they can be anywhere. It's less interesting to me when it's just the gr- a, a small group of kids who are all in the same lab. Like that's not right. as interesting yeah. to me as the X Men thing at, at large. So one of the one of the things that I I did want to close out with was the um was kind of what would we like to see from the X-Men in the future? Can I, can that... I do a best line thing? Because I have one lined up. That oh, yeah, by all means. Yeah, yeah there's a means. line Go I ahead. really thought was really profound when I watched it this time, where um, Logan's talking about his nightmares, and um, he says that, I, you know, he says, I hurt people. Well, because Laura says, uh, uh, people hurt me. Logan says, mine are different. Okay, I hurt people. And then there's a digression about the adamantium billet. And then there's a pause. And Laura says, I've hurt people too. And Logan says, you're going to have to learn to live with that. And I yeah. forgot the next line because I'm like, oh, no, she says, they were bad people. And I forgot the next line. It's like, and he says right. exactly what I was thinking, which is all the same. I think it's right. one of the most yeah. poignant lines. Is here in a movie because it's like, it doesn't matter. Because like the thing yeah. I was thinking, and I, if this movie was more on the nose, it would say this, but it's like, he killed Logan. Killed like Logan and uh, Laura killed like I don't know thirty five Mexican police officers. Not all of them were horrible human beings. <laughs> right. Most of them had families, had kids that were growing up like that. Yeah. yeah. All the same. You you kill like they're just. I think there's something Laura so profound about being dude. like because Logan at this point is like mostly killed bad people. Yeah. Doesn't mean he doesn't have nightmares about it. And he yeah. had so many times superhero movies go out of way to establish every person you're seeing on screen dying is bad. But it's like no, like that's not that simple. Sometimes, yeah. Absolutely. And even if they, even if they are all the spawn of Satan, you're not gonna be. No one can sleep like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah they, they don't really address the idea of having that blood on your hands. Like, World War Two veterans who killed nothing but Nazis are all, you know, were fucked up. Like, it's. I think right. that's such a fa- fascinating thing to be like. This child 
has this very idea of like, no, who like people like kill are bad people. It's like, no, like, unfortunately, you're going to mm-hmm. learn that's not the case. That's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's very true. AC, I wanted to, just because like we have uh, Rudy D in uh, the chat there, uh, they wanted to, a- they asked about, oh, okay. Uh, how much did you know, if you did, of X23 prior? To... Only a little bit, and it right. wasn't, and it wasn't like a thing that I read a particular book about it. Um, uh-huh. It was just one of those things that, in passing, you, I saw it, and I can't remember if it was a, it was a, it was a video game or just me sure. looking at maybe scrolling Wikipedia at, yeah, at some point, I, I think... seeing that there was a that there was another character. I don't uh-huh. have like the the real background information right. uh, on that, but I did know of the character that it existed. I think um, going into Logan kind of similarly, like I think it happens a lot. I didn't do it so much when it got to MCU, but definitely like during these earlier movies when you knew they were going to address either a particular type of story or different types of characters, I think I would just kind of do a background to just understand or have context to it when I was going into it. So um, I think I knew about X-23 because I was like, oh, there's this character and then like kind of realizing how they were going to dive into it. It's, It's pretty interesting. Like, AC, you were sharing with us um, some comic panels from Old Man Logan. Let me tell you, It's like a wild, like, Mari, do you know anything about the Old Man Logan comic? No, no, no. That one's, it's wild, Okay, so I just, just one, just one thing I'll, I'll let you know, Mari, about the Old Man Logan comic. So basically, Bruce Banner is like really, really old in in this. Like he, he's all but the Hulk is like super big, and then he just basically be, he becomes a villain. Basically, the the right. Hulk becomes a villain in this version. Yeah, I think we establish so like prior to basically like they're living in a world where super villains have taken over, and so oh, okay. each villain kind of owns a part of the world, and the Hulk basically goes bad, breaks bad. Um, takes out the abomination and takes over the abomination side uh, space and creates this space that's called like Hulkland and that's where Logan lives in. So then um, it's just this story about how Logan needs to basically pay his rent. Uh, and so he agrees to uh, take a blind Hawkeye out to a place, like escort him and protect him kind of as wow. security. Um, and to, but then, like when Logan returns from it, the Hulk is impatient and murders his whole family. Him and and the other thing that you find out about the Hulk is like the Hulk character in this is such an ugly character because yeah. uh, they, they, they make jokes dirty. about it. <laughs> they make Just jokes dirty. about it like in actual Hulk films, but like you know how they always make the joke of like the Hulk can't get it on because he's because <laughs> no one could take it. It's yeah. basically the thing. So um, in this world, he mates with his cousin She Hulk. Wow. Because she's the only character that can take it. But then also when you meet this character, like basically Bruce Banner is this like great. redneck, like hillbilly character who like revels in sleeping with his cousin and having yeah. inbred children yeah. and having this Hulk clan of a family. Um, basically, uh, he does it not just because he's impatient, but he because he also wants to reawaken the Wolverine. Because when you find out the story, like, Um, There are some connections between Logan and Old Man Logan in that, yeah, all the X-Men are dead. But the way the X-Men die in Old Man Logan is insane. Because during the super super villain takeover, what happens is Logan, um, basically they go attack the X-Mansion. And then so Logan 
uh, basically kills all the super villains that are attacking. But what he doesn't realize is it's actually Mysterio doing an illusion on him, and Logan himself kills all the X Men. Oh, and shit. so, and so mm. because of that, that's how like Logan decides to kill the Wolverine character. Never decides to put his claws out again, and doesn't do it again until this comic because his family gets killed and yeah, he's going after story. the whole family and then so and that's just like that's crazy goes. it's same story it's we'll like, put your own good job it's to, to, I, I, I think it's, that was fucking great when people on the internet call for the movies to be more like the comics i respectfully disagree Listen. i like those as comics i don't want to see it on screen <laughs> they're, they're that's, a little, that's a little that, deep like, dark stories, boy. to it like that if yeah. you um because there's, I think when he's escorting Hawkeye, there is a scene where he goes to like a Las Vegas type, uh, or like Las Vegas basically that, and whatever it becomes in that world. And I guess like the allusion to it in the movie is they have that stay at the casino. So like- I do love I how that's not Vegas, how it's like random place in Oklahoma. I yeah, think yes, that's I such, know. In terms of like, just, I don't know, that's a really great color. And also like so many of these movies are directed by like some random British or like dude who doesn't speak English. Like I appreciate you know movies directed by someone from America because like there's such a peculiarity of all these because people who don't live in America will be shocked by how many small towns across the country have like giant casinos and then nothing else. And I yeah, love right. that that's where that takes place. It's so, it's so much more interesting than if it's a place in Vegas because they very easily could. But like no no no, I mean, this is some bumfuck casino in Oklahoma. That's massive. In like, a Tiger King world, anything is possible. Is oh, I that is true. Say. That's true. Yeah, yeah. you so, now the world knows where Oklahoma is. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting how yes, it is a movie that um, is it's kind of like it's his original story, like James Mangold and. Uh, um, and Hugh Jackman get to create like the story that they want. But like when you dive deep and make those connections, like you realize they are so true to the material, mm-hmm. but like without kind of going in those like really weird directions that you could just never yeah. put to film. And it's impressive. Like uh, you, you can tell that Hugh Jackman really loved the character. And when you finally got, let him actually like treat the character that he wanted to, like you get this brilliant movie out of it. Did um, either you or, uh, or Mari have like a favorite line that that's not anything anything in particular. Um, I think so. Uh, it was uh, Professor X when he said, um, he said he he said to him, like I always know you, but sometimes I just don't recognize you. Mm, that's a good. That's really the. Good. That's, really good. that's just yeah. a, that's just an ill line, just in life. And period. also, that's honestly you know I mean? like really true to what, like dementia and stuff does to people. Like that's like a <laughs> yeah. sentiment. No, I'm seriously, like, that's like a real sentiment that like. Like that feels real. It's like wow. Like, cause I don't know. It's 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 also crazy to see Patrick Stewart. Like, it's one thing if like you're like a you know thirty eight year old guy who loses like fifty pounds for a movie. Patrick Stewart's like seventy five and he lost yeah. twenty pounds. Like that's like dangerous. Right. Like, yeah. Shouts yeah. to him for All like right. imagine no, being seventy years old and be like, I'm gonna I'm regular size. I'm gonna lose twenty pounds. Yeah, that's pretty Good insane. Him, man. That's... Like, I wouldn't even say specific lines, but like, I'll take anything where, um, like, Professor X is like dropping f bombs and just like yeah. swearing yeah. throughout. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just a curmudgeon. So yeah, yeah, just a curmudgeon. Um, I just thought that whole exchange when Logan found out that Laura could talk was just hilarious. The frustration. That's a really it was good just scene. Per- it's just perfect. Yeah. What I learned from the IMDb trivia section of this movie is that that apparently came about because. Uh, and I was looking at this. I was looking for another piece of trivia, but I saw this. Uh, so I got to retract something I said earlier. Apparently, Daphne Keen can speak fluent Spanish. Already, okay. So I apologize. Uh, 
But it's because when they were doing their audition, they were doing a scene where they were supposed to improvise, and Hugh Jackman was saying his lines for that scene, and she just interrupted him by yelling at him in Spanish. And that's what I heard in the movie. Because it was in the Mm. audition, she just, like, started doing that. Um, And it's just, it's so funny. Like, it's just, it's so funny. Because uh, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like most, and it's like he's shocked she can speak, but also she speaks Spanish. Yeah, yeah and right. he just is so dumbfounded. They go shut the fuck up, and it's just like so. <laughs> it's just like yeah, it was just so cool. He wanted her to talk, and then he's yeah. like, no, I don't want you to talk anymore because she keeps going yeah. in Spanish. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. Um, okay, so I did want to, I did want to close out with the with the X Men question because that's you know obviously at some point we'll get to them. There's so many different avenues of content and it may take longer with what's happening uh, currently in our world so um in terms of the x-men is there like one particular thing you would like to see them do with the x-men mario i'll start with yep. you gambit that's it that's it it's no coincidence that your talk is named that <laughs> yeah. shout out to now, gambit. I have a question who would you wanna I, i'm always skeptical of these like casting choices because thing i always say is that the X-Men are not going to have for like another five years. Mm-hmm. So you want to pick someone who's like five years too young to play it right now, if you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I I know Shannon Tatum was supposed to play Gambit, which I think is fine. Because yeah, he's from I the South. Yeah. Like he's yeah. from the South. Like, yeah. my whole thing is that you they can't pick, unless they're from like Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, or Florida, or Georgia, they can't play Gambit, in my opinion. Yeah. But like, who do you, who are you trying to, who do you want to play Gambit? Mm. That's tough. Know. Damn, that's tough, man. Um, they gotta be I, from Louisiana. Um, let's let Juvenile do it. Why not? <laughs> Why not, man? Now, no, no, I really gotta think about that. I don't know a lot about Gambit. Like I don't her, know a lot about Gambit. Does he have? Is he necessarily a white guy? Or I mean, also, I mean, Nick Fury was. I mean, I guess the thing the thing is for me because well, the reason I ask is because I would normally be fine with it, but I know that there's a very big difference between white Cajun people and black Cajun people. Yeah, yeah, like, that's right. a very yeah. different type of person. For sure. Um, like I, I think that in this case, he would probably have to be. I'm saying the interactions with Rogue would be so much better. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Mm, listen. Yeah, well, by the way, that reminds me. Why not just have Ed Orgeron play him? Oh, no, X-Men. Go, 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 go X-Men. Go X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what you call it, Jerome? How about you? Is there anything, one particular thing you'd like to see done with the X-Men in the future? Um, I, I said it earlier, but I just really want to see a really good put together Cyclops. Yeah. Like, I just want the right casting for that. Yeah. And I really want him to be a leader Yeah. Uh, of the X-Men because, um, I love the Wolverine character, but the Wolverine character is way more fun when it's not supposed to be like a quote unquote leader or like, yeah. he's supposed to be going rogue. He's supposed to be one to like, just like go off go berserk it's supposed to be a wild card more right. than anything exactly else. exactly so um i think i think just kind of establishing more of the classic x-men dynamic so we can kind of play into those things more uh would be really nice yeah yeah how about you jake i think that i want obviously i want to do the gene gray stuff better but i think <laughs> that they really need to cast someone who can do all that because i think that even though x-men last stand and dark phoenix have a lot of writing and directing problems i think that the reason why what everyone who reads the comics and their grandmother says is that that's the best x-men thing like dark phoenix mm-hmm. is the best mm-hmm. fact of the matter is famke jansen is gorgeous 
definitely not a good enough actress to do like nothing close right sophie turner i like in game of thrones a lot but i think she's an okay actress can't do an american accent is honestly a better celebrity than she's an actress mm-hmm. just doesn't have it right i well, just i always think about what if because because she was in dark phoenix what if in an alternate universe with x-men franchise started in like 2010 if jessica chastain was cast as jean gray that's mm-hmm. what I, I want someone who's like that good of an actor because right, like right, right. that character is has like both in both times where they've rebooted the franchise when they've had the dark phoenix storyline i thought why the hell are they focusing on this character this character's not interesting they're not like the the person's not compelling and like it kind of felt forced on like no one was watching x-men and x-men uh united and thinking i want a movie about june grade being compelling because like she just wasn't right i just yeah. want them to cast someone where it's like this is the star because even though obviously I want Cyclops to be big and Wolverine, Professor, yada, yada, yada. But like both franchises have tried to position Jean Grey as someone you care about. And I'm always like, eh, no, not really. Like she's fine, whatever. Right. And so I want them to do that right because I didn't read the comics. I want to see what everyone who loves Dark Phoenix says. Yeah. I want to see that. And, Animated and, series um, did it way better. Yeah. And well, I, I actually want to ask you that question, AC, because you bring mm-hmm. that up. Um, because we see it with MCU, and we definitely see it with Logan here. We just talked about it. Uh, can we stay that true to the source material? Like, does it translate well? Because not just, be, like, it's older, for one. And also, just, like, I know the Dark Phoenix story. Like, it's kind of, it'll be really cartoonish if you put that into a live-action film. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this kind of leads me to kind of what I want to see um, the, the X-Men do. I think they can definitely lean into more of the space aspect of the characters, um, the Star Jammers, uh, Lalandra. Um, so you mean uh, introducing the, the space sh- in the movie that Dark Phoenix wasn't a good idea? That wasn't smart. I mean, listen, no, no, because that, but this is the thing, like, like because you have so much stuff with the Guardians of the Galaxy already. There's you kind of have a baseline where you can begin with. Um, Thor is going to look into this cosmic aspect even further too. So now that you kind of have a space thing kind of set up, you can introduce those characters who are actually very popular in uh, comic book lore and actually really like interesting. Um, um, I think, uh, what was it? What else was I going to say? Oh, the other thing. Um, but yeah, to first, first answer your question, Jerome. Yeah, they could, they probably could do it, but I don't think they need to at this point. No, um, right. There's no need to. There's so many things well, that you can explore. I um, almost kind of would like to see a Spider-Man treatment in that they kind of exist already. Yeah. You know, I actually like, don't know. I actually feel like I feel the exact opposite way. I want them to start with the first class type thing, but in like 2022. Mm. Like, I would love that. Okay. That would be interesting to me. Because I, mm-hmm. I think that the... the I just find, personally, I find... I like Patrick Stewart as Professor X a lot. However, I think the most interesting... Other than Wolverine, I think the most interesting performance in any of the X-Men movies is Michael Fassbender as Magneto. I think he's yeah. on yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're right. So he's I so don't want to start with old Magneto again. Because Ian McKellen's a great actor and he's cool in X2. No, nah, we no, don't need to do old Magneto. I don't know about yeah, that's fair. Like origin that's fair. stories. Yeah, right? We could like, do like yeah, 30s. We could do him in his 30s, Magneto. Yeah, I, I actually wouldn't mind that. I think it'd be cool if it started with like, you start Professor X and like a couple other people are trying to build a school and like they're trying to find people. I think that like if you start like, Sure. Basically, yeah. an hour and a half, an hour into first yeah. class, 
and make that and like start off with a movie, I think it's interesting because like I love the young Magneto character. Is it just? I mean, I, I mean, also, I don't know how you do it without making Nazi Germany a thing. I don't know. We'd have to rewrite right. that. Honestly, I think it would, it would, you know what actually might be fascinating if you like retrofit it to like whatever conflict would be thirty years beforehand. So, like, mm-hmm. let's say you make him like a Serbian refugee who's mm-hmm. going back into like Serbia and killing, you know, a bunch of people who are in like the genocide or whatever. You know what I mean, like, I think that that even would be interesting rather than having to, cause like the Nazi thing, eventually we're going to get to a point where you can't have characters whose origin stories involve Nazis anymore because everyone who's alive yeah. then will be dead. So I think that'd be right. interesting if you were to retrofit it back to that. Anyway, I'm yeah. falling out loud. I would be remiss. We have Mari on the pod uh-huh. and I have to mention that mm-hmm. another thing that I would like to see is Rogue get a full storyline where, just like the books, she steals Captain Marvel's. That's something that I would like to see. Wait, AC, I think AC, I knocked, AC, uh, AC, AC, you cut out completely? Yeah, yeah. She steals Captain Marvel's what? I thought he was girl? saying, yeah, I what? thought I was about to say, he said something crazy right there. Yeah, Feels give me, wild. Give me, <laughs> I want to see it. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, um, so, so in the books, uh, Rogue steals Captain Marvel's powers. Okay. Okay. Um, what you call it, because obviously her powers is, um. How does she steal them? That's what I want to see. It's through a touch. I'll give you a hint. It's, oh. uh. It's a town. It's it's a word. It's a couple of syllables. Oh, Mario, you're the best it's man. It's a town. Ta- so, coincidentally, it's actually a town in Pennsylvania, and it rhymes with Mintercourse. <laughs> uh, listen, man, I, I was I was sold at Captain Marvel, so I'm I'm here. I, right. You, you and me both, Mario. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, I think that would be really really fun <laughs> if they actually delved into that because it's like Captain Marvel doesn't have very many weaknesses. Um, the fact that this caused like so that's a mental... why you wanted them to go to space is what you're saying i mean yeah there's so many like there's so many like different avenues you can touch and it helps that the mcu has already established the space thing if it didn't then i would be like eh, you don't know but the having the guardians already kind of helps things out but i think i think you get captain marvel with her established with uh, some of the stuff that she's going to do um in the future um and then you get a rogue storyline you'll make Every one of us happy. That's for sure. I, I think I think that's a, I, I like that. Um, I don't know if that's a good starting point, just because. Oh, it doesn't like, have to be a starting point. It's easy for us to say yeah. because we know the X Men characters, but again, mm-hmm. like the point about when you have to introduce these characters to a generation of people who may not know them at all, it may obscure especially the Rogue. idea of Rogue. Sorry? It's especially Rogue because when I, I watched the X Men movies for the first time like three years ago, because uh-huh. I was a. I, I'm sorry. I was a little young to watch them when they first came out. Right. Um, and I was shocked by how much Rogue is featured in the first two. And it's like that was she, interesting. Yeah. She, she had yeah, no cultural impact. Now, also, I think it's crazy for any of you movie heads. What's nuts about the first X Men is Anna Paquin gets the fucking and credit on those movies. The, she's like 18. She had the mm. and. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway. But yeah, no, no, like, um, yeah, like, it's, yeah, they, like I think you I agree. them from a space side, like, especially Rogue, kind of though. I think Rogue, they like, need mutants to and really mm-hmm. introduce because she, whereas Wolverine, even Cyclops and Jean Grey, Professor X, all have like the same cultural cachet that Spider Man had that allowed them not to have to show the yeah. origin again. Rogue, wow. like, I saw the first two movies and I don't really know that much about Rogue other than she's a southern accent. She can, you know, like, steal your powers if she touches you. You know, wild part is I'm not even mentioning the Storm T'Challa relationship. So, right. like, that's like another. 
Like but, you, we could so, go on and on. So rounding about... back, like AC, I think <laughs> yeah. just more like, I think the space idea works, but I think you need to firmly establish them on Earth first. Mm-hmm. This is true. This is true. And um, on that like note, you can't start them on space in spaces. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I I agree with yeah. you. Um, this has been really fun. Uh, yeah. shout shout out to Mariano for coming nah, through. Shout as out to always. y'all, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Um, if Logan were in the MCU, where would it rank for you? Ooh, that's a good Damn. question. It ranked pretty high. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Uh, it'd be I, up I think, there, right? I think like, um, I had, like top five. I, I think yeah. one time before I said it was yes. my favorite. Um, it's it's okay. It's it's okay. I'll say this, and this might be controversial. I think it is a better movie than any movie in the MCU. It's not my yeah. favorite. But I think it's a better movie than yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is oh, like yeah. a real like looking back at the 2017 Oscars. I don't know if you know. I'm the only person who probably cares about the Oscars. But the fact that Hugh Jackman wasn't nominated when fucking Gary Oldman won for that movie that no one saw, where he put on a bunch of fat makeup and played Winston Churchill, and then Denzel Washington, <laughs> who I love, Denzel Washington, who I love, was nominated for the movie Roman J. Israel Esquire, which no one saw either. And I know that. Bro, I you know what's love, crazy? You know I crazy love legal Jay- movies, and I didn't even see that movie. I just watched that movie recently. And How is, is it good? It's it's better than, and I'll tell you what, they had Colin Farrell in that movie, and I, I, was, I, I, I got to it now. off. I, I think it's probably pretty good. It's, like, it's okay. Is Denzel better than Hugh one. Jackman? Is no, hell no. One. Not it's not exactly. even close. It's it's, it's one of those things where yeah. like I thought it was a joke when yeah. I saw like his whole get up. His get up. No, I, I, mean, I know like, it's not because the guys who made that that's by Tony Gilroy who like made he basically any f- cool action movie from the 2000s he wrote all of them yeah i mean he made one of kind of movies all the time michael clayton love that movie i don't know if you're saying michael clayton's good movie. yeah great movie yeah. anyway so that, i knew the movie was a joke but anyway my point being hugh jackman mm. definitely should have been nominated for that. yeah logan, yeah, logan like, would have performed definitely. better logan would have yeah. performed better in that now, space in a post yeah. black panther world now can i ask you quite can i say something that's pretty ironic though in 2017 logan came out you went to another movie that came out in 2017 another movie i love a lot I probably like as much as Logan. I think this movie's super underrated. Logan Lucky. Pretty ironic. Because ah, yeah. Logan, oh, okay. the movie Logan, could also be called Logan Unlucky. Because he's pretty yeah. unlucky in that movie. <laughs> Thank you. Full circle. Um, Full circle. Great movie, though. You're going to say, say Not you guys, but the listeners. No, 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 just it's just really in the sense of, uh, like, Logan kind of not getting that nod, that it really was existing in a world where no one was taking those uh movies seriously like yeah i'd say logan's better than joker in my opinion oh, oh yes but like but no well, joker's, but saying, I, like, joker's like that... i don't think joker's a bad movie but like joker's like a six out of ten now nah, people od people od'd on the right. on the whole joker oh my gosh it's so amazing incel mania oh my god <laughs> yeah but no no but i'm just saying like mm. um in let this me world, do a now, two Hey guys, like and subscribe if you want me to do a two and a half hour Joker solo pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, you're good. Uh, it's uh, yeah, but I think if Logan comes out in kind of like a post Joker world, a post Black Panther world, where we start taking a lot of these movies a little more seriously, like it would perform mm-hmm. a lot better yeah. in that respect. I would agree. It's a great movie. I yeah, if it's in the MCU, it's definitely it easily cracks the top ten and probably is definitely in the top six. Um, Right. I just don't know. I would have to think about it before I, yeah, I, yeah. But I it, before yeah. I'd actually rank it's it. It's unfair too because it Spider-Man Far From this... Home, boy. Right. Man, I love Spider-Man, so both the Spider-Man movies are in my, I would say my top three is in no order because I haven't really, I've been really trying to process them. In uh-huh. no order, my top three is both Spider-Man's and Infinity War. 
And I would say that Logan is probably number four after that for me if it was in the MCU. So. And I wouldn't. Uh, I would not see. The thing is, I would not argue with you about that. It's, I think, it's just um, like a great movie. I think when it comes to looking at a movie like Logan, it just like has an unfair advantage of being able to be good in ways that Marvel movies can. Yeah. Yes. They better Marvel true. movies. I would say if Marvel movies want to survive through the 2020s, they have have to let be movies be rated R. They have to. They Agreed. can't. They won't make it to the 2020s still being relevant if they don't. Because Logan, I looked it up, made $643 million worldwide. That isn't what Marvel needs for every movie, but Logan only costs like $127 million, which is obviously a lot of money. But that's not like yeah. Captain Marvel money. So like they need to be able to have that just be culturally relevant still. Because mm-hmm. right. even if they can't make a, they won't be able to make a billion dollars off of Logan because it's rated R. But $643 million for an R-rated movie is a lot. So Insane. I yeah. think that that's, oh, yeah. I think they have to be letting movies be rated R. It's, it's yeah. not even just the R thing, but like that definitely plays. It's just the fact that um, if you're in the Marvel system, you have to exist in the universe. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they just have to make things connected, and you can't. Yeah, have it doesn't allow you to play outside the box. Which is why smaller did. stories work better. Because, like, this yeah. movie involves, like, you know, it's not, it has some stuff that's related to other stuff, but it's a pretty small contained story. Yes. Yeah. So, for sure. yeah. For sure. All right. And, um, yeah, on that note, like I was saying, uh, Mariano, what a pleasure, um, as always, to, for, to have you joining yeah, we'll us. <laughs> trying to get all day. <laughs> some, some FaceTime. Some FaceTime. Uh, Mariano, as always, where can we follow you, my friend? Oh, man. Listen, man, on Twitter, um, it's at Mariano, two N's, two O's. Like I tell your aunt when she asks me for money, man. Yeah. Same thing. Um, Instagram is Telflair, T-E-L-F-L-A-I-R. That's it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, the most efficient tweeter in the game by far. Most hmm. efficient. Steph Fall levels. Kind, man. Absolutely. Uh, Jake Christie, our super producer, where can we follow you, sir? You can follow me on Twitter at the Jay Christie. Uh, I do another podcast called The Definitive List, which I haven't updated an episode for in a while, which is kind of ironic because I'm in quarantine and so is the other person to go with. Uh, well, shout out to the cat. Just, I heard it right now. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Um, you know, uh, ne- And also next time I tweet something out, ask me for retweets so I can shave my beard like Wolverine. You know, retweet it, you know. <laughs> all good my man uh jerome chang where can we follow you my friend uh instagram and twitter you can find me at black dragon roll um yeah it's basically it and uh shout out rudy d who stuck with yeah. us throughout yeah. this that's still recording. the best at name going man that's the, <laughs> Appreciate yeah, it, man. That is the best jerome is yeah. the best he, he really is mm-hmm. shout out to the Kawhi video from earlier this week that was yes. awesome. oh, i know there was a lot of people thank who took part you. in that but yeah. but listen jerome is the Jerome got the got the skills, man. He got the power going. The <laughs> wizard, the internet wizard of the north. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you can follow me on Twitter at AC Spotlight95. Um, if you want to check out my IG account, which these days is basically uh, Josiah uh, yeah. content oriented, um, I'm poet AC9586. Um, and also subscribe to this podcast, obviously on on um, iTunes. Check us out on SoundCloud. Um, we're going to be wading into well. some really weird territory uh, yeah, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. Yeah. Uh, we're hopefully <laughs> lining up some good guests. Uh, yeah, um, I'm really excited about some stuff we have co- in cooking up. Because, um, like, you know, as Mario being here showed us, whenever we can get another person on here, it's, just, it's always more fun. So, uh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. And we'll talk to you soon. All right.